Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. All right. So tonight we're going to be reading from the Dhammapada, and I believe it's chapter 9 of the Dhammapada, and it's entitled Papavaga, Remaining Harmless. Be quick to act wisely and restrain your mind from delusion. The mind delights in delusion for those who are slow to act wisely. Should a person commit harm to themselves or others, let them not repeat the harm over and over. Let them find no pleasure in wrongdoing, as wrongdoing always brings pain. Be mindful of skillful acts and repeat these over and over again. Find pleasure in the well-integrated life and calm and peace will prevail. Wrongdoing cannot be ignored, excuse me, wrongdoing can be ignored, but the pain that eventually follows cannot. Skillful actions will always bring peace and understanding. Ignorance of the results of wrongdoing is not protection from pain. A drop at a time fills the pot, just as pain fills the wrongdoer. Understanding the value of virtue guides one's actions. A drop at a time fills the pot, just as virtue fills one with peace and calm. Just as a trader with little protection avoids a dangerous route, and one desiring long life avoids poison, the disciple avoids wrongdoing. A hand with no wounds can carry even poison. The disciple avoids wounds and remains free of disease. Like dust thrown into the wind, pain will return to the fool who offends another. Born of the womb, the wicked suffer forever. The pious enter heaven, the disciple abandons ignorance. Neither in the heavens or deep water or a mountain sanctuary can hide the wrongdoer from the results of their actions. Neither in the heavens or deep water or a mountain sanctuary can hide the wrongdoer from the living death of ignorance. That's the chapter Papavaga, meaning harmless. So it's a little bit dense, it's a little bit pithy, but what I'd like to do is ask the Sangha a question. And it really goes back to the first stanza there. And be quick to act wisely and restrain your mind from delusion. The mind delights in delusion for those who are slow to act wisely. Would anyone like to 
have to share some insight into as to what is being referred to here with with be quick to act wisely though are slow those who are slow to act wisely would anyone like to Sure. Michael. I'll Michael. Wrong, but I'll go it's, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, the, mind, the mind lights an illusion for those who are slow to act wisely. To me, that represents not right effort. Uh, and actually, it's a hindrance. It actually is, it's also a hindrance to awakening. Because. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're not putting the right effort in, if you're uh, and if you're not going to uh, act swiftly, then you're basically again not giving it uh, right effort uh, and and actually uh, acting from or, s or setting forth right action from the eightfold path. Very very good. Uh, that's very very close to what what uh, I would like to extrapolate from this. Can I say something? Yes, please. Does it, does it have to do with the um, restraining yourself at sixth sense base? Um, before feelings arise and you start to clean and crave and then further? It does. It does. Uh, that is an insight in there. However, I, I, I was trying to pull out an essential piece that's a little bit more to where Mike, the direction Michael was heading. And, and I'll clarify and be quick to act wisely and, and those who are slow to act wisely. Mm -hmm. And we sort of have to unpack that. You know, what what is acting wisely? What does that There's, imply? The quick and slow to me is you're you're as you're in the world, you're always doing things. You're always interacting. Mm -hmm. um, so this this chain of actions and, and reactions keeps going. The longer you let that kind of carry on, mm -hmm. the more harm you do to yourself. Yes, very good. As very, you are, very insightful. As you get your concentration up, you can actually catch mm -hmm. that wrong action mm -hmm. in the act. Yes, yes. So it's it's very good. Where where I was was as a starting point, as an entry point into this. Um, you know what's referred to here is is acting wisely and those who are slow to act wisely and, and where I, I chose to uh, focus on was was acting wisely and and that directs us to to understanding and when we don't have understanding we have to think about the Dhamma and how how we develop understanding and, and we've all in this room taken refuge in the Buddha's Dhamma and we we developed our understanding a specific way and that way is by understanding four noble truths. We, we, the, the, the act wisely and slow to act wisely is actually, in this case, for, for this example, a reference, as Michael was very, very close to and around, the wisdom factors of the Eightfold Path. Right view and right intention. Those wisdom factors guide our understanding. And with that, we, we understand the Four Noble Truths, and, and it's, it's useful to, to, to repeat those here. The dukkha occurs, the craving and clinging are the origination of dukkha and stress and suffering. The cessation of stress and suffering and dukkha is possible, 
And the path leading to the cessation of stress is the Eightfold Path. And, and that initial understanding is, is the entry point into the Dhamma, how we have the framework, how to act wisely, how to know if we're slow to act wisely if, or, or if we're being distracted at, at the sense gates, like, like, we, like we just said there as well. So very good. Um, and, and I think that as we look at this entire sort of remaining harmless passage here, it starts to become more clear that, that this, there, there is a lot of reference to the Eightfold Path here. Uh, further down we have, be mindful of skillful acts and repeat these over and over again. Find pleasure in the well-integrated life and calm and peace will prevail. And we often hear that, again, as a reference to the well-integrated life, is as we start to practice the Eightfold Path, we, we are able to use it as a guidepost for our lives, to, to notice when we're not acting wisely, or we're, we're uh, getting caught up in the worldly distractions, and, and so on or so forth. The wisdom factors are the guide for our view, for our understanding. This is how we remain harmless to ourselves by having the understanding to empty the ignorance of four noble truths, right? We're gentle with ourselves as we empty the ignorance of these four noble truths and we develop the right view and the right intention to practice the Eightfold Path. It's useful to, to elaborate on the Eightfold Path a little here because as we keep going through this sutta, and Ram sort of touched on this, that, that as we go right view, right intention, are, are the wisdom factors, and then we move into the virtuous factors of the Eightfold Path. Right action, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. And there's a reference here to skillful actions will always bring peace and understanding. And that's, that's, again, a reference back to the virtuous factors in the Eightfold Path. So as we move further here, we have understanding the value of virtue guides one's actions. A drop at a time fills the pot just as virtue fills one with peace and calm. Question Sangha. How does virtue relate to the Eightfold Path? What does it inform for us, the virtuous factors? What does that... Matt? To me, this really is about our behavior in the world. Very good. Very um, good. So when we, when we talk about acting wisely or, or acting unwisely, we're referring to behavior. And so we're referring to the virtuous factors of the Eightfold Path. Right speech, right action, right livelihood. Very good, very good. And the essence of that virtue is being harmless. Yes. <clears throat> yes. It, it all turns around that, being harmless uh, and you know, looking for the smallest popping up of ill will mm -hmm. that we get in the, the Karanian Metasutra, which is all about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. Um, I think the Dhammapada is really tricky because there's specific words to these points that we're making. Mm -hmm. Understanding the value mm -hmm. of virtue. Mm -hmm. Not understanding virtue, the value. Mm -hmm. If we're not, if we don't understand the value of, the, of virtue, we will suffer. We don't understand yes. the value of great speech. Mm -hmm. Yes. And action and livelihood. Brilliant. It doesn't matter if we have a good livelihood, if we speak correctly, or mm -hmm. we do the right action. If we don't understand it, right. we're doing it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And we don't understand it. And the Dhammapada is so subtle. Just those mm -hmm. one, that one word changes the whole meaning. Oh. Yes. You'll find it in a lot of places, but the Dhammapada in particular, because it's, there are these, you know, Buddhists throwing out one-liners, basically. Yes, and yes. And he, and he's still not wasting a word. You know, they're just little nuggets. Yes, Tim, very, that was, uh, very good. I, I actually um, had something very similar. If we do not understand virtue as it relates to the Eightfold Path, then we experience stress, suffering, disappointment, in a word, pain. And, and that's, that's said here. Pain fills the wrongdoer, right? That's pretty clear. We understand what that's referring to. So the value of acting virtuously or with virtue is peace and calm. By remaining harmless to ourselves through the wisdom factors that inform our understanding and acting with virtue, our speech, our actions, and our livelihoods become virtuous. Right. We're able to remain harmless towards others and, and the, while in the world. Right. And the, um, the immediate result of, of a, an act that is harmless is peaceful because at that point you're no longer second-guessing yourself. You're, there's, no, there's no friction in your in your action, inside yourself. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? If you're acting out of, out of virtue, um, there's your peace, calm, and ease right there in the, in the moment. Mm -hmm. You're harmless to yourself you're and harmless others. Harmless to yourself mm -hmm. and others. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. Mike? Uh, you just added to uh, Tim's point. That was a really good point about uh, the value of, uh, <laughs> of virtue. Very good. Uh, because it is also you know, when it's understood from that perspective, this also uh, leads us to the purification of our, of our being or our, mm -hmm. our experience, you know, which is ultimately the far short. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes, yes, very good, oh, very good. So we continue down here, and, and there is a, a repeated reference to a drop at a time fills the pot. As, pain, as, as virtue fills one with peace and calm. And that, as, as we continue with our theme here, is, is a reference to the concentration factors of the Eightfold Path. Right effort, right mindfulness, right meditation. This directs us back towards our own experience. The concentration factors are the guide for our practice. We have the wisdom factors that guide our understanding. The virtuous factors guide our behavior concentration factors guide our practice. We're able to continually remain harmless to ourselves by practicing jhana meditation and becoming more familiar with a calm and peaceful mind 
and the calm and peaceful mind states associated with the four foundations of mindfulness. We have the calm understanding to know to avoid non-virtuous actions. And this is really a reference to developing the entire path, the wisdom factors, the virtuous factors, and the concentration factors, the entire or, or the whole eightfold path as a complete practice for our lives. We are filling our pots with understanding where there was once ignorance of Four Noble Truths. We develop our practice so that we can reference the eightfold path in our moment-by-moment -moment lives as we live in the world. We know that by practicing the eightfold path, we are acting virtuous and we are being harmless to ourselves, to our others, to all beings. This is how, with the Eightfold Path as our reference point, we're able to live a life of virtue as our guide for our behavior with others when out in the world, a reference to the dangerous route. As our practice develops even further, as we were just alluding to Ram very, very astutely said there, we are, we're able to express harmlessness to the entire world through the practice of metta. And that's, that's talked about or referenced sort of in here, that the disciple avoids wounds and remains free of disease. And, and we speak of that in the Karaniya Metta Sutta. May all beings be at ease. That's how we're, we're harmless to, to all sentient beings, right? And in Metta, we're wishing for all beings to be at ease. And, and this is actually inherent. This is virtuous action, virtuous. And this is compassion born from understanding of life experience through the Eightfold Path practice. So Ram really did a good job of also highlighting how the repeated references to wrongdoing here are very strong. I mean, this is, this is to show how dangerous it actually is to act without virtue, what it actually does inside of you, as you said. Very, very, uh, I like that with the friction that it creates, right? We know that as Dhamma practitioners, not to poison ourselves, as it says here, you know, a hand with no wounds can carry even poison, right? So that's what we're doing. We're, we're working to develop a calm mind so that we can practice the Eightfold Path, so we, we know where it is, when it you know, when, when we're in the world, when we need it. It's practical. What, yeah, I wonder what he... There, there's, a, there's a meaning in that one sentence, a hand with no wounds can carry even poison. There's something in there I'm not quite getting. Uh, I know, I mean, in the... In China at that time, they used cinnabar a lot, and uh -huh. that that's um, toxic. Uh-huh. So there could be, you know, it could be a reference to some kind of toxic mineral, or I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but um, or working with with lead or or some kind of metal work, metallurgy. Mm -hmm. um, Me simply just mean taking to the Dhamma really provides that protection, protection against mm -hmm. distraction, delusion. Right. Again, the world's full of poison, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the first noble truth, well, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So taken to the Dhamma quickly, drop by drop, metaphor. Mm -hmm. It's about you know taking to it and, mm -hmm. and developing that 
concentration so you can develop the mindfulness. Yeah. So each moment you have that opportunity to be at ease. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And you know, with the with the eightfold path, we have a clear method to practice, a practical framework from which to live our lives, from a point of understanding, the understanding of four noble truths. So I would like to direct it back now, so towards that first stanza again. Now that we've sort of saw the eightfold path in here, we've all seen it, and and very astutely everybody contributed to that. Be quick to act wisely and restrain your mind from delusion. The mind that delights in delusion for those who are, the mind delights in delusion for those who are slow to act wisely. Excuse me. So, does anyone have any insight into what it would mean to act wisely after we just sort of talked through this a little bit? Does that, does that bring anybody anywhere? Or, or does that... Sure, Michael, please. Uh, acting, acting wisely, okay, and sw- swiftly, so to say, uh, to me it kind of represents someone who actually um, recognizes their own delusion or ignorance. Very okay. good. I mean, recognizing mm-hmm. our own ignorance is key. And we spoke uh, around when we were talking about this in class the other day, mm-hmm. the crossroads of understanding what the crossroads are. Mm-hmm. And it's crossroads where, like, well, I'm either going to, going to stay in ignorance uh, or not be able to discern that I'm even in ignorance, uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to embarking upon the eightfold path. How do we do that, Michael? How do, how we, do we do that? that? Yes. You're s- Recogn- how do we do? How do we know? Or how do we? You're, you're, I'm just how trying to. Know? I know you know this. That's why I'm. Uh, I know it's right there. Okay. I'm going to give a, an example of something I just like. Uh, Spoken really about, and I might even mention Tim, but like uh, several years ago, I watched this video on, I don't know where it was, on YouTube, I don't know where I saw it. They did this little experiment where they had six people, okay, in a circle. Three of them had white shirts on, and three of them had black shirts on, right? And people in, uh, with the white shirts on had to pass a ball only to the other people wearing white shirts, as the people in the, the black shirts can only pass the ball to the people in the uh, black shirts. So they recorded this, uh, this little experiment, and they had a, a, uh, uh, an individual dressed in a gorilla costume <laughs> walks into the center and waves to the crowd, right? And then he walks through. Not Ramos, this. And, and you know where I'm going to. So no one else, the people in the circle concentrating mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. ball, okay, and none of them saw the gorilla. It was a physical presence of the gorilla. Right. <laughs> this individual dressed in a uh, gorilla costume walking through the way. None of them did. So that, to me, is a perfect example of us like being entangled in the world and mm-hmm. not even recognizing our own ignorance. So Yes, that... All right, so I like 
The point of recognizing your own ignorance. That. When does that come, you say? To act wisely. Well, no, I mean, I'm just going to, I liked what you said, and that's where I wanted to, to, to sort of elaborate. <laughs> that we have gone forth now from that initial ignorance and, understand, and, and learned to understand Four Noble Truths, as we said. The wisdom factors guide our understanding. The virtuous factors guide our behavior. The concentration factors guide our practice. And once we have gone forth from that initial ignorance to develop the understanding of Four Noble Truths, that leads us to awakened right view or profound right view, which is understanding stress, abandoning the causes, the clinging and craving that cause stress, experiencing cessation of stress, and practicing the Noble Eightfold Path. Those are four actions. Understand, abandon, experience, practice. After the initial understanding is developed, we now have the wisdom of Four Noble Truths to guide us. And that is how we we practice and, and have awakened right view. These four actions are skillful to undertake and to repeat over and, and over switch. and fill the pot one drop at a time. Does everybody see that in there? Yeah. 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 Right. And that's, yeah. and that's when you're practicing, you're in, that's when you're stepping onto the equal path. Yes, that's how we can remain harmless to ourselves, mm-hmm. to others, and to the whole world. And that's the talk I have for tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Does anybody, uh, would anybody like to go around? We can go around the room, or does anybody directly, Ram, you, you, would you like to? I'm, I'm good for the moment. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Brett, you're first there. I see you in the car. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. It was great. Um, and uh, can you read? Can you read the first? Can you read the first line again? Yes. Yes. Be quick to act wisely, and restrain your mind from delusion. The mind delights in delusion, for those who are slow to act wisely. Yeah, you're describing, you know, virtue fills us with peace and calm, right? I mean, we, we know when we're, when we're in the right or in the wrong, right? We, we, we have a place to refer back to now. We have the Eightfold Path to, to, to know, you know, if we're confused, we just can simply check in with it, right? We have, we have a, a framework now to do it. So, yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. 
And we have behind door number two. Teacher Jennifer Size. How about you? About that. <laughs> I saw you on there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, that was great, Kevin. I'm so excited to see you up there teaching. Thank you. I loved the um the you know starting off with that really bottom lining that opening phrase, which reminds us to act quickly to seek unbinding and develop the eightfold path mm. so that we can always be acting wisely and we have to just keep keep on practicing mm. keep on developing keep on practicing drop at a time <laughs> huh, but yeah you really broke it apart and put it back together that was awesome thank you so much oh, thank you so much my friend all right we have Mary Beth. Hey. Um, yeah, I just want to say really thank you. And, um, thank you. I'm trying to get myself um, back into this conversation uh, more and more often and just taking it in. So I don't, I don't really have anything much to say, but, you know, Echoing what Jennifer said, it's great to yeah. see you up here, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for Thank being you. here and joining us tonight. I am going to sign off. I'll say goodbye. Okay. I have to sign yeah. Off. Jane, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I appreciate your inquiry style of teaching, where you let the Sangha members uh, draw the meaning out. I, I think that's very effective. Um, I like the one line where it says, find pleasure in the well-integrated life and calm and peace will prevail. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that we acknowledge when we have found peace and calm. I mean, we're very oh, yeah. quick to acknowledge when we don't have it. But I think it's, it's mm. very important that we do acknowledge when we do find it. Very good. Yes, thank you for that. That's, yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, when, you're, when you're in it, when you're, when you're there and you're at peace, it's... Uh, it's it's really nice to be aware of it. Yeah, that's that's a nice observation. Thank you, Josh. How are you? Best for last. How you doing, my friend? We gotta unmute you here. Unmute. We gotta mute you. Unmute. There we go. Yeah. Hey, Josh. Well, thank you, Kevin. That was really good. Unfortunately for me, the, the phrase that really struck home was the, the mind delights in delusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, seems like I've been on that treadmill so long. If, if only I can find the right job or the right woman or the right mm. this or the right that. Then, you know, I'll be happy. And uh, uh, the teaching tells me that that's, you know, that, you know a delusion. And, and uh, uh, how, you know, I'm still on that treadmill, but if once in a while I can step off it, if I 
to kind of really focus on maybe just a little bit of jhana during my day. If I can focus on this is not who I am, this is not me, uh, uh, get back there. But uh, I'm a long ways from from, uh, virtuous life. (laughs) uh, I don't think so. I'm still trying. Yeah, I mean, what Jane said was really nice segueing into what you said that you know, once in a while, you know, we have to acknowledge when we have peace and calm and, and we can do that pretty, pretty easily. And that's the fourth, four foundations of mindfulness. Notice the breath in your body, right? Notice when feelings arise in your body. Notice when thoughts arise and then notice the quality of your mind like we do when we practice jhana. And, and Sometimes we may be out in the world and we may notice our minds pretty calm. So, you know, very, very accurately, Jane pointed that out, that it's to be noted. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful day out there. And there's really nothing on my mind. I'm just, yeah. it's just sh- a beautiful day. I and that's screw anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, that's to hear you say that you, uh, you, you experienced that, that's, that's enough. You're you're in the stream, as as we often say. So, all right. So we'll go around the room here. We have Teacher Matt on the right. <laughs> go to the right side. Thank you, Kevin. That was excellent, excellent teaching. Really well done. Really, Thank you. I'm gonna echo Jane. I really like the inquiry method and and gonna drawing that out of us. You know. Mm-hmm asking us to, to participate and, and to, to, to draw that out, it's, it's helpful and it, it, it's really leads to some deep insight. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, again, when, you know, as Josh said, that, that when you're on the treadmill of looking outside for peace and happiness through acquisition of jobs or women or whatever it is. Experiences. Experiences, um, knowledge, whatever. There's, that's wrong view. Mm -hmm. And getting off the treadmill and getting into your life and direct into your direct experience to know that this is not me, this is not mine, this is not who I am. That's right view. Mm-hmm. So that's that's about coming into your experience directly mm-hmm. um, and taking to the eightfold path. So I think I think you really did a good job at at bringing that out of this Dhammapada talk bringing the Eightfold Path out of that, the, the, the practice of the Eightfold Path. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> David, great to see you tonight. Thank you, Wise Teacher. Oh, thank you. Tim, nice Kevin, to see you tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, the teaching and the um, insight. Appreciate it. Um, and the Dhammapada, again, is, is like cliff notes. It's, we could talk. <laughs> we can really go over a lot of things, but um, 
to what Matt was saying, um, I realize it's more of a of a the cyclical nature of it rather than a trend. I'm not trying to mince words, but what I mean is that to what Josh was saying too, it's this cycle of suffering, dependent origination, and this. And that's where the time, in the first line, it reinforces that cycle of suffering. Um, it, 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 and when, when they talk about the mind delights and delusion, that's, that's the not-self, right? Because the self wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The true, pure self would not delight in delusion. Only... Only the the delusion is what aids in this in this cycle that that we're on. And one thing we didn't talk about, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, because there's so much here, and I don't want to take much mm-hmm. time. Is that the thing that stops? I'm going to speak introspectively, especially with the virtuous factors, but really in the whole practice, it are the hindrances. And Ram touched upon the self-doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, these hindrances, that's why they're called hindrances, you know, mm-hmm. they prevent or they aid in our preventing for us to practice the pure Dhamma, that purity that we're looking for, that equanimity, that calm, mm-hmm. that tranquil, tranquil nature. And um, I just found it interesting that you know, all the words that the Buddha used and that this teaching talks about with value and mm-hmm. with understanding. Uh, the hindrances really put the brakes on all this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I think that's for me. I'm slow as down. Really, that's what, that's what I got out of that, out of that first line those to slow to act wisely. Mm-hmm. That for me, that's the hindrances. The hindrances just put the brakes on the whole practice for me. Yeah. And, it's, it's, it, and again, the frustration comes in, which is aids in more mm-hmm. agitation. So what I've been doing is just when, when life and work and things are creating that agitation and it's slowing my wise action I tend to retreat into a quiet area and do jhana, even if it's wow, for a couple yeah. of minutes, to try and not, and not to the point, not be hard on on myself, mm-hmm. because there's a tendency to be hard on yourself when you get into that position, right. and this remaining harmless is is direct. I feel it's it's directed at that, not only to others but to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To, at least as I see it. So, um, I can keep going, but I'm going to pass the along. But thank you very yeah. much for the insight. There's, there's one thing that, I, that just popped mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, to be quick to act wisely actually points at acting in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> um, you know, the practicing your Dharma in the moment. Right, right. As life occurs, as, as life that's occurs. the only place where it is. And, right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that the hindrances I see as an opportunity to see where where you are 
whether you're you know, during your sit or your mm -hmm. your day, you, know, you have a sense of uh, ill will. That's telling you that you need to take a breath right. and practice at that moment, at that point of contact, Absolutely. because yeah. something something has tweaked you. And again, it's the practice gives you those moments to recover versus mm -hmm. spinning off into mm -hmm. a chain of cycle of dukkha. So yes. it's, again, it's that, that moment, which is the beauty of it all. Mm -hmm. And it is integrated all eight. It's not just yeah. practicing one thing. That was like what Julia was saying, yeah. you know, the point of contact very, very early on that we, we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Michael. Very nice, nicely done, Kevin. Thank um, you. And I uh, have to echo, uh, I don't know who said it before, but it's very effective. I like the, um, I like the way you uh, put, put it on the Sangha and you, you presented a question to the Sangha to get the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think it kind of like works with me and you know, I like that. Um, a lot of good things here, and like you had said, uh, it is. This is. There's a, it's a dense. This. Uh, this teaching. Um, you know, listening to Josh. You know, listening to Josh. You know, I, I think we can all relate to what he's. You know, what mm -hmm. he's. How he's uh, going through life, and we, we do this ourselves. You know, uh, just as one. One drop can fill fill the bucket of well. Look, look at it like this: a drop at a time can feed, can feed and can fill either bucket. Okay, mm. the bucket of ignorance, right, or the bucket of uh, right right view, uh, mm -hmm. whatever. Bucket of understanding. Yes, right? bucket of understanding. Whatever you put in the bucket, that's. We need one of those over there. Right? <laughs> Throw a nickel in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chip shot, yeah. <laughs> right? Josh would like that. With the golf yeah. <laughs> Down the chip off. So, uh, and just like if Josh is there, if you can hear me, like, um, and this struggle that we all, that we all uh, go through, um, we have to remember one thing about this. Again, the buckets, right? I mean, the bucket, whatever you want to put into it. But it's also uh, comes down to choice. What bucket do you want to fill? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Now, do you want to keep filling the bucket that for the whole time you've been, you know, conscious of your existence? Mm -hmm. Do you want to fill that bucket, you know, as we go forward? Do you want to keep on filling that bucket with that same ignorance? Or do you want to say, you know what, I don't want to fill that bucket mm -hmm. anymore. I'm done with that bucket. It's overflowing. Mm -hmm. Let me start a new bucket. And a new bucket. And that's the realization of, yeah. again, the recognition of, all right, that lifestyle doesn't work so well because, yeah. and that's why we're all here, because we've been filling, you know, other buckets, right? Mm -hmm. The other buckets. And there's so, some ugly shit in that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's overflowing, right? It's more, it's more like a barrel. It's more like a barrel. Well, my favorite line from you is rat soup. <laughs> you one time said that. So when you said bucket, I'm like, okay, rat soup? Yeah. <laughs> bucket of rat soup. I think, and Kev brought this up earlier was that 
we're emptying. Mm-hmm. We're, we're emptying right, 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 right. the bucket. Of uh, wrong right. views. We're emptying we're wrong empty views. Right? But we can only see, I think, I think, you know, personally, the way I've seen things, or the way I, you know, I've gone through things until I've come to maybe a little bit more of an understanding, is that, like, you know, you kind of, like, as you're going through, you kind of, like, fill one bucket, then you throw something in the other bucket, you know? Right. And then you, th- and like, but that's not, that's not living the Dhamma, you know? That's not living the Dhamma, okay? So, once you're tired of the bucket of ignorance, then you just, like, uh, it comes down to choice now. So, with, with when the, and this is, again, where we embark upon the Eightfold Path, and when it's held in mind, mm-hmm. okay, the Eightfold Path is held in mind, we're going to be uh, living presently as yeah. life occurs. And all our responses to as life occurs are, are are rooted now in the eightfold path, so to yeah. say. So, if I could just give any advice to Josh, or if he's listening, or uh, it's to get off that path. Again, it's our choice. It's our choice, and to recognize that that uh, what we have to uh, veer veer away from is we have to recognize any self-referencing, you know, anything that comes mm-hmm. up in our lives, us, our ability, you know, we always self-reference. You know? Right. And also, obviously, the greater whole one, that would be the ego self. Yeah. So, if we can focus on those, realize what they, how they haven't really helped us in our lives, mm-hmm. then we can embark upon something different and hopefully we can understand it. Yes. That was a really uh, nice way to, you were, you were explaining right intention or, or, you know, sort of the other part of the wisdom factors there, which is, it was really neat how you, and earlier you really did almost describe awakened right view. I, you, you like had the word, you were so, it was, that's why I was kind of asking you to so, and, and I think you knew you, you sort of had that just need to see you come to that. I, I, I saw that you were going to say sort of right view and I, I it was just cool. Well, you to see actually, that. you actually had, you know, you actually had said it. It's actually, uh, it's it's actually putting an end to wrong view and practicing right view mm-hmm. right there. The right view again is to me anyhow is the eightfold path held in mind in the present moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Julia, nice Hello. to see you tonight. Nice to see yeah. you too. Um, I will echo everybody else's. Uh, I'll go ahead too. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, the way you presented it. You know, it's very, you. very good. I like, I like the, 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 the way you presented the question and, and like, can we, like kindle our thoughts so that we started to start thinking. You know, mm-hmm. it's very good. Yeah. Um, I'll just say one thing, and the only, mm-hmm. well, I think David pretty much said this also, and I think general so pretty much the only way to clean the bucket, refill the bucket, is through your jhana meditation through right concentration right yes. meditation mm-hmm. so it's the only and right the only effort way. yes the, yes. the concentration yes. factor yes yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. because without that you cannot have an, any mm-hmm. type of um uh, what's the word I'm looking for recognition of, right. of, of your actions you need to through, through that through, through, yeah. through your through concentration you can have the recognition and then you can stop and abandon yeah. everything but you know it's just it's just practice that's all it is right go back to your practice and you're describing exactly again what it, to be harmless to ourselves right exactly well that's the most that's, that's yeah that's the first step right right yeah, first yeah. you become harmless Brilliant. to yourself yeah, and then then you finally can 
spread it to the rest of the people right, <laughs> in the right. world. You can share it with everyone else. But before you, until you don't recognize it within yourself and, and, and stop it within yourself, you can't really... Yeah, we have to go forth to right. know that this is actually something that we can use that works, right? Exactly. That, that's a framework that, mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. can use it moment by moment, you know? Yes, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, thank you. Very beautiful. Ram. Oh, thank you. Great format. I love it. It's really, it's... It works. It works. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, and this is a nice, meaty uh, <laughs> chapter. Yeah. There's a lot of good, you know... There, there's, some oh, yeah. there's some sausage you can Yeah, you don't have to tell me. I was, I was uh, like spinning when I, you know, read it a little bit. Uh, points there. But yeah, there's uh, great, great lines in here, and uh, yeah, just got it all nicely packaged. <laughs> and food ball into the sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So. Uh, we can continue sort of with this theme that we had tonight and particularly, you know, with, with what we read tonight, the Buddha's words on Metta and the Karni and Metta Sutta, you'll see a lot of similarities, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, some, some sort of nice tie up in that. So we'll read the Buddha's words on Metta. So. Can I say one Oh yes, please, that? please. Because um, it's been rolling around in my mind for a long time. The whole of the Karaniya Metta Sutta is the Buddha setting the bar very, very high. I mean, he couldn't set it any higher. And to the point where it was humanly impossible to do what he says, what he tells you to do. And so he, he creates this, this, this um, unreachable goal there. But in, in doing so, he's, he's showing us where our ill will is. Because if we can't reach that goal, that bar that he's setting, we are still harmful. Mm. And this is what he's, he's pointing us at, that, that the, um, you know, the whole thing came to be because of these monks that were traveling out to set up camp for, for the for the rains retreat and they ran into all sorts of obstacles and they were they were getting freaked out. And um, they saw all this ill will coming towards them and um, went back to the Buddha to ask him, what do we do? This is scary, this is this is awful. And and Buddha point out, well, mm. here's where you see your ill will. So, this is what you do. Mm. And that is what he said. Great. Thank you. Find your relaxed meditative posture. Take a moment. Become mindful of your in-breath and your out-breath. And these are the Buddha's words on metta from the Karniya Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, 
not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing the wise would later reprove. Wishing, in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living, living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or mighty, the medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Thank you all for a wonderful class. Thank you all online. Thank you, Peace. Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Bye, everybody. Thank Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.